What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Our Drunken History. The podcast where we drink and tell historically significant stories. We love history. We like drinking beer. So we found a way to incorporate both of them. So we appreciate you being here on our journey with us. If you don't mind, hit like, subscribe, and reach out to us. Uh, you can listen on Good Pods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star review and uh, leave a comment, it, and it helps the algorithm uh, push our podcast out to more people. You can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you like to help support the channel, you can always uh, subscribe to us on Patreon, or you can buy us a beer with Cash App. Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, I thought that was one of the, this, this subject has always been one that's always been really neat to me about just with the implications of everything and how it. Yeah, so I, I guess I never really put a whole hell of a lot of thought into how much influence beer in it, you know, in its purest form has had on literally everything after it was invented. Yeah. And that's the thing. So they, they've, uh, historians and stuff have, have looked into this and, um, it's actually pretty funny. There's been some major breweries that have, uh, or beer companies that have funded this historical research and archeologists to go on digs in Egypt because they're looking for funding. And like this brewery said, Hey, if you can find out some evidence about how they made beer, yeah, we'll fund your research. That's pretty cool. So, but yeah, so if, if you haven't seen it from the title already on here, so we're talking about how beer saved the world or kind of in a way how beer saved civilization or actually probably started civilization. Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of the, like, legitimately one of, like, the pillars of the first civilization. Yeah, and, it, and in the history, it's been used as currency. People were paid with beer. I, yeah, I still pay people with beer all the time. Okay. You want to help me work on my deck? I will give you some beer. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've both been in the military, had to move a bunch. So like one of the things we do, hey, have everybody come over. We'll move uh, to my new apartment and I'll pay you a beer and pizza. When I, when <laughs> I moved from Korea to the States, the TMO guys that showed up, they didn't speak any English. Yeah. But they sure liked the Corona that I had in the fridge. There you go. And I hooked them up. They brought my washer and dryer up and my fridge up and yeah. helped me out. They were so, great. It's still so a currency to this day. So that's one thing that they, uh, some of these historians have kind of, they don't know what came first, beer or civilization, but they really think beer helped significantly. So if you go all the way back to the hunter-gatherer days, caveman days of humanity, mm-hmm. um, they think they made a discovery with beer, how the fermentation process. They think uh, it might have started with a bread that got wet and fermented or whatever. And yeah. So they started experimenting with it more. <clears throat> and they knew they could soak this grain in water or brew this grain in water and it would ferment. Uh, well, that, that's what I was reading is they would soak grains to try and soften them up so they could eat them. Yeah. But they realized that as they let it soak longer and there was naturally the yeast in the air yeah and bacteria would hit and it would change the flavor and the effect that's of, right. of the water that they were consuming yeah. basically well and so then they figured out so they decided to to produce more of this grain so one way to produce more grain is to, to farm it mm-hmm. so they would gather up the seeds plant fields of barley or fields of wheat 
Yep. So they think beer had a direct correlation of the introduction to agriculture. Right. Um, Take you from the hunter-gatherer to actual civilization built, yeah. built around agriculture. So people started building these villages uh, just so they could grow crops right. to, to make their beer. And then so you, evolve, you go down the, the, the path a little bit further. Uh, you, you get up to like ancient Babylon or ancient Sumeria. Sumeria. Um, the code of Hammurabi, which has been talked about this, like the Are first we talk about the gorilla. No, not Harambe. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> this, this episode is dedicated to Harambe. RIP. RIP. The whole world went to shit after he got shot. <laughs> yeah. Still hearing about it today. <laughs> even. <laughs> But yeah, so the, the the what people say was like the first set of written laws uh, talked about beer rations and how to the worth of beer, how to pay people with beer, how to uh, um, set up how to regulate guidelines about guidelines. Yeah. yeah. So along with that, you know, talking about ancient uh, Sumer, uh, they talked about the cuneiform. Sumer, Sumer, not Sumeria. I think Sumeria is like the area, I think. Sumer, I think, was the kingdom, I think. I don't know. Maybe it's the other way around. Sumeria. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. The Sumerians. Yeah, all right. We know that, yeah. Yeah, we know that. We got that part right. Uh, they're credited with having the first uh, written language. And they think beer influenced writing. So, for one thing, they had to write recipes down so they could, uh, or they had to. Yeah, so you make it a. Make it again. Yeah, well, they had to, yeah, they had to be able to make it again and pass it on to somebody else. Yeah. But they also, if they're using beer as currency, they needed a way to track it. They needed a way to make inventory. Makes sense. So they started a, a number system, uh, a writing system on how to inventory their crops and their beer. I mean, so Moose Drool is my favorite beer in the world. It comes from Big Sky Brewing in uh, Montana. What up? Uh, I would invent a new language for yeah some moose rule we can't get it down here in arkansas we just have to every time someone comes down they got to bring some down for me yeah or every time i go home i bring some back i would create a language and a number system just so i could have moose rule i get it yeah well that's the so now they're saying advancements that's where maps came from they think because you had these people are actually settling down in an area they're starting a civilization you had these farmers that were growing crops and then they would uh they they decided to learn how to, or they developed surveying techniques, and they would survey, write down, hey, this is my field for my crop of barley or my crop of wheat. You know, Makes so sense. That, so property rights, maps was all developed for to, to plot out the to, crops. So, question then, did they have like kind of crude, like this is my beer, that's your beer? Or did they have like, hey, I like the barley beer? Better than the the wheat beer, better than the whatever, and like, you know, essentially have like the first beer rivalry. I think they kind of did. I don't know if there's anything that's been confirmed that I saw, but like, just kind of like it is today. There's regional stuff, so like they would, because um, back then they didn't have the the genetically modified crops that they do now or whatever. So they had to grow whatever grew in that climate they were living. Yeah, in. Yeah, and then ferment it. In the, in the ferment, and the, there's different types of yeast that lived in different climates as well. So the alcohol content could be different. The uh, mm. stuff it was made of the, because like um, 
we're talking about ancient Egypt, uh, you know, a couple thousand years later, their beer was mainly out of wheat. And, okay. And then like uh, Sumeria or Sumer was uh, barley. Okay. Um, and then there were some places where they incorporated both together and different things. So they used whatever kind of grain crops that they could grow there locally. So I had seen where in uh, 6,000 years ago, they had created a tablet that depicted a bunch of people sitting around drinking out of a bowl of beer. Yeah. Drinking out of like cattail straws. Yeah, there was, uh, uh, yeah, I think that was ancient Egypt. Or Mesopotamia. They, yeah. The, the, which I guess modern day. I Iraq guess. Now. Kind, yeah. Kind of. Ancient Babylon area. Yeah. Yeah, because that was one thing they found in uh, when they were excavating some of the the ruins in uh, ancient Egypt is they found the brewing process of how to make beer on some of the uh, hieroglyphics and paintings on the walls and stuff. Did they ever make a make a run at trying to make it? They and did actually. How to turn out? So that's what we was talking about before. Um, one of there's a a brewery in Scotland, and the uh, the head brewmaster of this brewery was a big history buff and he liked finding old recipes and how to and making beer and like renewing it. So he, that brewery funded a archeological whole year of research for this team to go down and, and analyze the, uh, the beer making process or the, the, they never actually found a recipe. So they had to figure out what kind of looking at some of the pictures that they yeah. found, how they did it and what was available at the time. And, uh, but they actually excavated, they found this ancient temple it was, uh, I can't remember his name, but it was King Tut's dad. Oh, and I Nefertiti, have to look that one up. The, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, he built this whole city and uh, they actually unearthed a, a bakery and a bread bakery and a brewery. It was right next to each other. Sounds like home. So they found these old clay pots and nothing was left in them, but there was like residue left in them. And they like uh, scraped it all out and yeah. looked at it under a microscope and found out what kind of, it was wheat grain. It was a certain type of wheat grain. That was in there, and that was actually that, that grain, that type of wheat still grows today. Really? So they went and grew some and uh, ground it up, up and made a beer out of it. And they oh, yeah. actually they actually fermented it in clay pots like they had like back they then. did. And then they they drank it and they said it's actually pretty good. It, it didn't have the. There's a YouTube video on it of them making it and drinking it. They uh, this is like a year of research of running this stuff through microscopes and, and uh, doing genetic testing on yeah. the, the grain to find out specifically which kind it was yeah. and all that. And, uh, but yeah, they, they did a taste test on it. They thought it was really good. And they actually mixed some of it with some natural curing. So they did some with just wheat and then they made some uh, with mixed with hibiscus, which grows naturally there. And then they mixed some with uh, this other kind of berry that grows on a tree. It's kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. So it almost gave it like the hoppy flavor of, yeah. of uh, modern beer. Like an IPA. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so they think that's probably pretty close to what they would have made back then. That's cool. So that's a, that's a fun fact about ancient Egypt, though, too. So the Great Pyramid, when they built it, they paid the workers building the pyramid with beer. And they were allotted a gallon of beer per day per worker. That's a lot of fucking beer, man. They said it took over 230 million gallons of beer. To build the pyramid. To build the pyramid. <laughs> Be- beer is a form of payment. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm going to grab a beer now because I'm, right. I'm on empty. We need a, need a payment. All right. So, if you want to jump ahead a few thousand years. Well, I did want to talk about okay. one, more, one more thing. Okay. 
about the Mesopotamian goddess of beer. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, they actually had a goddess, and her name was Ninkazi. Okay. Yeah. Or no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was the Sumerian. Sorry, Sumer- my, my apologies. Yeah. The Sumerian uh, patron goddess of brewing, and uh, they had they had on that tablet. 30, a 3,900-year-old Sumerian poem, that's what it was, honoring Ninkazi, the patron goddess of brewing. And and that poem contains the oldest surviving beer recipe. That's right, yeah. And it was barley beer. Barley beer. Yeah, because uh, that grew uh, naturally there in that area. And I was able to cultivate it. And I, Yeah, I thought that was cool that, that the oldest recipe... Is in a poem. That's right. That that's cool. I mean, that's the thing. It inspired poetry. It inspired writing. Uh, they said a lot of times that they had. Uh, they felt like it's, it's also inspires a lot of drunk texts. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> writing poems to your ex. Writing poems to your ex. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Huh. So it's it's inspired a lot of creativity along mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. So yeah, you have all this stuff coming together to help influence. Society, you know, influence uh, civilization. So you got, they help develop writing, they help develop math, surveying, what else, uh, laws or regulations. Also. Agriculture in general. Agriculture in general, yeah. They developed uh, um, irrigation to, yeah. to, for the crops and harvest the calendars so they know when to plant. So this is all based Fucking off Fucking of, daylight savings time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So with all that, so you got you got civilization. So now this ball has started rolling civilization, and you got these cities or these countries that are getting bigger and bigger. So this is still ancient times, or even so it goes along, and you get to the Middle Ages. Cities are big at this point. You got Europe. You got Paris. You got Paris, uh, England. These are some of the biggest cities in the world. Even yeah. like uh, Alexandria, Egypt at this time, oh. which is right there next to Cairo. Yeah. Um, Constantinople, the yeah, in, in Turkey. Turkey, but so you got there's really not too many places. That's have, like East meets West. Is, yeah, is, yeah. Turkey is kind of the the dividing point. Uh, some of these places they don't have running water, so some of the sanitary conditions aren't aren't the greatest. Yeah. Um. The water is is nasty. Oh, so going back to though, there was a. Back to ancient Egypt, there's a story, though, too, of a... And this kind of ties in the same thing. There was a... The army always took beer with them when they went, like, on a battle campaign somewhere, right? Yeah, because it was healthier to drink than the water a lot of the time, right? Well, there's a story of an army that was lost because they ran out of beer. And they had to drink water, and they all got sick. And they lost the battle, and they a lot of I think they all died because they got dysentery or whatever Fucking from drinking E. coli and yeah. Giardia and shit. So, so going back to the, the Europe thing, so the same thing. Uh, people realized they didn't understand bacteria back then. They didn't know why beer was the way it was, but uh, they realized that if they drank beer or wine, even to a certain extent, that they wouldn't get sick. But if they drank the water, they'd get sick. Yeah. So all these people developed these beer recipes that was low alcohol or uh, or no alcohol even on some of them. And they realized they could drink those without getting sick. And they didn't realize it at the time that the part of the beer making process is you have to heat the water to, to extract the starches from the grain. Right. 
So well, sanitizes by, it. So by heating the water, yeah, they're sanitizing the water. They didn't even realize what they were doing. So they're they're making this sanitary liquid to drink. But then the alcohol, whenever the yeast ferments, that also adds some sanitary. Right. It'll kill yeah. some of the bacteria as well. So they've got this stuff, and they don't realize that they're actually making. Beer saves lives. Yeah. And so another thing that I discovered with this too, there's one thing that the Egyptians and even in Europe though too, there's certain strains of bacteria or certain strains of uh, yeast that actually give off natural antibiotics. Uh, have you heard heard of tetracycline? I have. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a product of a bacteria. Okay. And people were drinking this beer laced with tetracycline because the bacteria in it was excreting this natural occurring antibiotic yeah. and they were, they were keeping them healthy and they didn't realize that they were drinking a, a, a concoction of other modern or a uh, ancient form of a medicine a medicine. Yeah. So they said they were doing like DNA tests on uh, ancient, on Egyptian mummies and they yeah. found tetracycline in their system. Uh, it's from the beer. They were they, drinking. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, I'm cool with that. Oh, so yeah, so you got, so they said, uh, so drinking the beer, keeping people from getting sick, allowed populations to continue to grow. You didn't have some of the, the mass uh, disease that had been happening in certain places. So, yeah, I mean, you still had like the, the plague and stuff because they still didn't understand molecular or yeah, mi- microbiology. Microbiology, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was the thing too. So back then, when they realized that they could drink the beer to stay healthy, uh, you there's a big demand for it. So you had all these monks in uh, in Europe that would grow or that would brew their beer and they yeah. would sell it. And like some of these, some of the richest people in medieval Europe were the monks from making this beer and selling it. Was their side hustle. It was their side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> I was just reading here. That uh, Aldo Brandino of Siena described the nature of beer in the following way. But from whichever it is made, whether from oats, barley, or wheat, it harms the head and stomach and it causes bad breath and ruins the teeth. It fills the stomach with bad fumes. And as a result, anyone who drinks it along with wine becomes drunk quickly. But it does have the property of facilitating urination and <laughs> makes one's flesh white and smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps you hydrated. That's right, man. Hey, I can. I I got a fucking little bladder, so I pee all the time when I drink. Ah, that's. I just wanted to throw that in there. That made me laugh. Yeah. Hmm. So they contributed. Uh, so they. Um, America was founded on on beer. I knew that. That one I didn't know. Well, a lot of the the ships back in the day. We kind of talked about this too on our uh, pirate episode. Pirates, yeah. To the fight uh, scurvy. Yeah, the fight in the scurvy, but then also uh, that's how they stored their long-term water would would go would go rancid. Yeah, on that long of a journey, so they stored beer in the ships when they came across the, the Atlantic to, to colonize America. Yeah, they made rum because it was safe to drink. And they say there's rumors uh, the Mayflower when it landed, they were destined for Virginia. We kind of talked about this in the Thanksgiving episode, yeah. too. But there is a rumor that they stopped there because that's where they ran out of beer, and they had to 
go find water somewhere else. Right. Yeah. And actually, they they created their own beer recipe. They could they didn't have any grain, but they collected acorns and made acorn beer. Do you, have you eaten acorns? No, I haven't. Uh, I've, I've heard roasting people eat, but, on an open fire. Oh yeah, I've never done it. Um, I haven't either. There's like some guy I saw. He was doing showing how to make flour out of it. You could you could cook it. I heard there's like a lot of tannins in acorns. Like you have to cook the shit out of them. Yeah, it's like a process. You gotta like boil them like seven or eight times and pour the water off, and then I just get my beer at the yeah the liquor store. So a lot of the America's founding fathers were brewers. Yeah, George were, Washington. Yeah, they all had their own recipe. Yeah. Uh, and then the the great Sam Adams has a beer company named after him. True now. story. It's a great beer. Best beer I ever had in my life was a Sam Adams. <laughs> yeah. It was. I I was in Korea. And I'm th- pretty sure I've told this story on here before. Maybe, but if, if they. But I was heard. in Korea. I was. Uh, I had a really good friend, Kyle Kramer, uh, who uh, just retired from the Air Force. Congratulations, Kyle, on a lengthy, wonderful career. Uh, but he just retired uh, from the Air Force, and I went out to his bachelor party uh, in North Carolina on my mid-tour from Korea. I scheduled my mid-tour yeah. for this purpose. Uh, so I went out for Kyle and his, his wonderful wife, Lauren, who I introduced the two. Nice. Feather in my cap. <laughs> uh, but I went out for the bachelor party, and uh, I had been drinking the OB, Original Brewery in Korea. It's their beer. And that shit is not good. <laughs> There's... You, there's like little chunks of yeast floating in the bottles, like yeah. it's, it's a chewy beer, I guess. That's that's like the original recipe. You still leave the stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, it is. So I I had been drinking that for eight months, and I flew into LAX and I found this little bar and uh, I uh, I asked for a fat tire and they were out. So yeah, I said, well, what do you have? They said, I got Sam Adams, and I said, well, I'll take that. And that first taste of like. A good beer. A good beer after <laughs> chewing up my beer for the last eight months. Yeah. <laughs> that was, till this day, the best beer I have ever had in my life. Oh, heck yeah. I can believe that. It's like going, uh, coming home from deployment and, you know, you haven't had a beer in months uh-huh. and you come back and just, doesn't matter. The first one, it's like, oh. It's, it just, it's like, it hits. It hits different. <laughs> and you're just like, God damn, I missed that. That's so yeah. yeah. No, it, it was, it was great. Uh, on deployments, did anybody send you alcohol in the mail? Can't confirm nor deny that, but uh, <laughs> I've heard it happens. Oh yeah, I've heard, uh, and we've we talked about making our own and stuff. We never made beer; we made wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was always fun. Had the homebrew kits going. Yep. I uh, I I may or may not have had someone send me uh, Jack Daniels in five hour energy bottles. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's different ways to smuggle contraband yeah. in there. We may have to have like a whole episode on how we smuggle. So I've heard. So you've heard, yeah. So I've heard. Theoretically <laughs> or allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Heck yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, back to beer in the U.S. Back to the beer in the U.S. So it's kind of so beer. Beer is is responsible for the Marine Corps too. That's right. Yeah. The Marine Corps was started in a bar in Pennsylvania. Yeah. In 1775, Marine Corps started at Tun Tavern. Mm-hmm. A bunch of guys drinking beer decided they want to be the Marines. Yeah, they were. Uh, and they still haven't quit drinking. Yeah, that's right. That's 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 what they do. They drink and fight. <laughs> I've I've done both with Marines. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a good time. So uh, there was this beer company. I can't remember what the name of it was, but so. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of products that we use now that uh, would spoil if they were they were kind of left alone to their own for yeah. a while, uh, like milk or cheese, eggs, even. Yeah. There's a process that you use to pasteurization. Pasteurization after the wonderful Louis Pasteur. So, the thing that got that research going. Uh, uh, this he also invented penicillin. Am I right? I don't remember for sure on that one. He I did could some be research wrong on that. those. But uh, a beer company asked old Louis to find out why their beer was going sour. So he was doing some research and like put stuff under a microscope. And they, he was starting to learn how to discover. They were learning, they were discovering bacteria for the first time. Yeah. And they had microscopes. This is in the uh, middle 1800s, I think. I don't know if I have a date written down on it or not, but uh, middle to late 1800s, uh, and they discovered that there's these bacteria growing along with the yeast. Yeah. Because uh, they realized if he heated the the beer up to a certain temperature, it, it, would the kill, it would kill the bacteria, keep it from going skunky. So Louis drank a bunch of nasty shit over the course of his life. Yeah. Well, so then that turned into now they, then he developed the pasteurization process uh -huh. and they pasteurized milk and cheese, and eggs, all these different things to keep them from going bad to kill the bacteria in it. That research also led into, it made huge advancements in the medical field. That led to the germ theory where doctors actually learned that bacteria causes infections. They have to wash their hands before they remove an appendix. They have to wash their hands. They have to sterilize instruments. Yeah. Uh, they have to. Yeah, cover their faces when they're doing surgery, certain things. So that led to all kinds of advancements in medicine from discovering bacteria in beer. So now, all the countless lives saved from just boiling the beer to keep people from getting dysentery. Yeah, I mean, you think about... Now, yeah, you got doctors that people are surviving surgery now because they're sanitizing instruments. Yeah, beer, beer <laughs> fixed everything. Beer fixed it. So, another advancement that kind of came on just right after that. <clears throat> like, so, like right now, we're drinking our beer, and it's nice and cold. It is. Ice cold. Ice cold. The mountains are blue. So, this Coors Light right here, this is a lager beer. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. So, there's certain beers, like ales, mm -hmm. use the type of yeast that it likes it a little warmer. L lagers... Uh, is a cold brewing process and the yeast that, that that develops in lagers is it likes colder weather so <clears throat> a lot of those beers <clears throat> were made in the winter time or in the fall when the weather was cooler cooler okay. but you couldn't make them in the summertime well the 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 two guys by the name of where they go frederick miller and adolf coors yeah they talked to this guy <clears throat> I can't remember. Ah, crap. I, can't, I didn't see his name. But they came from uh, Germany, or yeah. came from Europe, and they wanted to make lager beer in the, in the United States. Well, they wanted to make it year-round. Uh, they talked to the... I, I forgot to write the guy's name down, but uh, they helped fund and encourage the research into refrigeration. Oh, really? So, basically, they invented the first industrial refrigerator to make beer. Another great thing from beer. So now, so now you got refrigerators in your house. Yeah, you got refrigerated trucks that can transport fresh vegetables all over the world and all that. 
So refrigeration technology is... Came because of beer. Because we wanted to make lager in the summertime. I mean, <laughs> lager in the summertime is a... And it's like the best summertime beer yeah, you can drink, it's too. it's fucking yeah. great. I love to, to grill and drink Coors Light. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to go pee here in a minute. You, you want to do it now? Or? Yeah. All right. Pee break. Pee break. We'll insert, <laughs> insert ad here. Uh, so I was going to tell you, I shot at Total Archery Challenge uh, last weekend. Yeah. Uh, on Friday, I shot in Oklahoma. Uh, I don't know if you guys are, are into hunting or not. We're pretty big hunters. Uh, I have gotten way into bow hunting. Fucking love it. Uh, I love archery in general, uh, but I got to meet uh, the guy who is my archery idol. Yeah. He's like the Michael Jordan of archery. His name is John Dudley, owner of Knock On. Uh, I shoot a, it's in the bow case right now, but I shoot a Knock On NTN 33. Uh, best bow I've ever pulled back in my life. Uh, anyway, I got to meet Dudley and uh, I just want to shout out to Dudley. Uh, next year at TAC, I would love to get you on our podcast to talk about the history of archery. Heck yeah. Uh, the guy was incredible in person, uh, great to, to, to talk to. He was giving everybody instruction. And this is coming from a, a world champion archer. So yeah. it's it's great instruction. But uh, yeah, I would love to just invite you on next year. We'll, we'll come down to TAC. Just sit down for a few minutes and talk about the history of archery and uh, come hang out with us, Dudley. Heck Appreciate yeah. it, man. It was awesome meeting you. <laughs> so segue off of, I don't even know how to, I don't think there's a way to connect that, but, <laughs> but no, uh, getting back to, getting back to beer and, and enhancing civilization. Mm-hmm. You know, beer helped get rid of uh, child labor. How? <laughs> yeah. So, early or late 1800s, early 1900s, you had a lot of child labor, right? Especially like it's it's during the middle of the Industrial Revolution, all that. Yeah. Um, beer, like we're drinking right now, and glass bottles. A lot of the glass factories and glass bottle factories employed kids. I don't know for what reason, but a lot of the child labor. Was, you can tell them what to do. Yeah. So there's a lot of child labor making glass bottles. Uh, okay. Like million, like millions. Of, how, how old is like glass bottle making? Like on a grand scale? Uh, like the, well, they, the wine bottles go date all the way back to like the 1700s. It's wine and champagne bottles back, they go back that, that far. But then the, when beer became prominent too, then, then they started bottling beer and, and they first started like in champagne bottles and they made them smaller in their own individual mm-hmm. Bottles and stuff then, though, too. I would like to watch a How It's Made. Oh, yeah. On on bottles. So... I'm curious. Because, I mean, they have a fucking... The crease. Yeah. Well, you you see people... uh, You can heat them up and then, like, uh, put them in water and they'll break them on that crease and you can make cups out of them and... Yeah, but they have one... A vertical line as well. Yeah. So, it's like a machine that they get the molten glass and it's like a mold and it clamps around it and it blows it full of air and it puffs it up like a balloon inside of a mold really and then the mold opens uh, up and, okay so that machine that's what we're talking about child labor so a lot of the bottles back then this before that just for real it was like they had a mold that, yeah exactly 
So the um, bottles up to that point were hand-blown bottles. Well, so this guy, his name, uh, Michael Owen, he, uh, he beat Henry Ford by about 10 years about producing the first assembly line. Really? And he built a machine, an assembly line process to make glass bottles. I did not know that. So, and they were made millions of glass beer bottles and they started in 1904 was when he introduced this machine to make to these beer companies to make their bottles. So it got rid of, eliminated thousands of child workers uh, that were hand-blowing these glass bottles. Yeah, that's awesome. So now these kids didn't have to, I mean, a glass factory. Now the kids are unemployed. Now the unemployed <laughs> bunch of kids. Now they go to school, <laughs> damn it. Now they can go learn the math. But yeah, so, because yeah, because they had these kids in a, in a, Factory with thousands of uh, so beer. Back. Beer is basically responsible for for STEM classes. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> you had a yeah, you had to be an engineer to make these machines and the advanced yeah, civilization. I'm all for it, man. Yeah, that's great. So uh, and literature, poetry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's been so much influence. Like fucking it, it, a man. I had no idea. <laughs> it's save the world. Huh. So, kind of around the same time, uh, maybe a little bit before that, mid-1800s, so beer has been credited with basically the first uh, marketing campaign or mass marketing with brand recognition. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, back then, beer companies, they wanted you to drink their beer, right? Yeah. But there really was no standard on logos or or designs or anything like that. It was just they had whoever's brewer the name was the name on the bottle or whatever. Uh, so, but the the Bass Beer Company in uh, in England mm -hmm. uh, created a logo because back then too uh, they they said that the literacy was pretty low, so people couldn't read or a lot of people couldn't read. They could see. They could recognize a logo. They, could if they couldn't logo. read it. They knew what the hell it meant. Yeah, exactly. So, Bass created their logo, the triangle, which is a pyramid mm -hmm. based off of the Egyptian pyramids, and them selling or giving beer as a ration for their their work. Um, so, Bass created the first beer logo for brand recognition. So then people started trying to counterfeit that logo and put it on their stuff. Right. Okay. Um, so then in the late 1800s, uh, the British parliament passed the, like this, the trademark act or whatever it was. Copyright laws. Basically copyright laws to people. And so the Bass Beer Company and the Bass logo was the first logo trademarked under the new British trademark law. Beer's incredible. So then now they created brands and then so then the people could market their logo, market their brand. Spread to other things. And spread to brand recognition. So huh. now it's created the marketing stuff that it is today. What do you think is, is the smartest uh, beer advertising campaign? The smartest beer advertising campaign. I mean, I got to go with the, with the Paps Blue Ribbon. Ooh, I remember we talked about that during our cheap beer episode. But it, it's still, it's still like... That was all bullshit. They yeah. nobody won. Oh, that's right. The they blue did, ribbon. Yeah, they did the, yeah. the World's Fair, and there was no beer winner. Yeah, but they claimed that they had won, and put a blue ribbon on every bottle, and that shit was a hit. And yeah. until this day, every college campus 
is yeah. just swamped with PBR. That's right. So yeah. I, I got to say that that one is probably the most effective ad yeah. campaign in yeah. American history. And I, I would think. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else to stop that. Yeah. It, and it just still... Because Pabst is like the, on the low end of mediocre. Yeah, and back in the day, it was, I guess, considered high end, though, too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's amazing it's that, crazy, like, yeah. essentially toilet water. <laughs> I mean, it's not good-ass beer, by the way. If you Good-ass beer. I still got a case of undrank good-ass beer sitting here because it fucking sucks. Is there a can of it over there? We'll stick yeah, it I got the whole case. There's a whole bunch of cans. This, that, if... Good ass beer is a is a good ad campaign. It made me buy that fucking box. It's uh, terrible. Tell you what, if 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 you want to try it, send us send us a message, and uh, maybe send us the postage fee, and we will mail you a can of good ass I, beer. We will not be doing that because mailing alcohol in the mail is illegal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, totally illegal. <laughs> But you got to video it and, and send us in your reaction to drinking the good yeah. ass beer. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see you taste good ass beer. <laughs> um, I what? So American beer campaigns, PBR, is yeah, a big one. What's your favorite modern one? Oh man, uh, some of my favorite ones were uh, back in the. I guess it was the. 90s or early 2000s the the whole the miller and bud light commercials uh, feud between yeah. those the uh, great taste good. less filling those, those were good you had the supermodels fighting during the super bowl ads and stuff i, I love the frogs man the frogs, the Budweiser really frogs yeah. were great heck yeah and then the, the budweiser clydesdales are uh, They're a, a, a They're recognized a hit, yeah. thing you know around the world now too so have you seen them but have you seen them in person no, I've never seen them in person. I, uh, I went to Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, and uh, they had some of them there. Heck yeah! I'm sure there's sub, there's several teams. There has to be several. There, teams. Yeah, there probably is. Yeah. But yeah, there was some there. I think they're actually just based in St. Louis, where Anheuser yeah. Busch is. Anyway, oh, so I think we're going down to one of my last facts that I have on here on my list of my notes that I, I jotted down was. So you like so we like beer. I mean we like a good crisp lager. It's okay. The good carbonation, the fizziness from yeah. a good beer. But you know a lot of people drink sodas, you know, in the uh, carbonation and soda. Carbonation and sodas. So carbonation was discovered from beer making. I, I would have I would have guessed that. So they they uh, you know when you bottle a beer or when you have the yeast uh, create CO two as as a byproduct. And when you bottle it and seal it, the CO2 pressurizes inside the bottle and then it absorbs into the liquid. Yeah. Makes it carbonated at that point after it's been fermented for so long. Yeah. Well, so they studied that process of why that happened. And they figured out, you know, it was CO2 that was causing the the fizziness. So they was able to duplicate that with other liquids. And there's a guy that did it in the early... Late 1800s that just made tonic water. It was just fizzy water. Like seltzer? Seltzer water was the first Not a carbonated beverage. But then they added flavoring and all that stuff to it and made yeah, sodas. Made Coca-Cola. Yeah. yeah. So, and you got the, the, the real Coca-Cola with cocaine in it. 
Do they still make that? Like, I know not here, but do they make it anywhere? They might. You, you, it, from fucking, probably fucking, someone in South America somewhere. Yeah. There's there's funny. If, so, if you South Americans yeah. that are subscribers, just let us know. Yeah. You got any original recipe Coca-Cola down there? Yeah, we're curious. Well, so it's funny. Back when uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, people are all freaking out about him buying Twitter and changing all these rules and all that stuff. But he put a joke on there. He actually posted a tweet on Twitter said, I'm going to buy Coca-Cola next and put the cocaine back in it. <laughs> you know, probably a bunch of people thought that was fucking illegal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody else was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> people are stupid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, so back in the day, a couple little factoids. So in the middle, uh, in the 1500s, going back to where you know people drank beer to survive because the water was shit. Yeah. That every man, woman, and child in Europe drank on average 300 liters of beer per year. So a, that's quite a, bit. That's, a liter, that's quite a bit, yeah. A liter of beer a day, yeah. Almost, yeah. That's quite a bit, yeah. I mean, at the grand scale, of I don't think I drink that much. Like I've cut way down on my drinking. Oh yeah, admittedly, uh, I got married, and what? I don't know if too. you guys are aware, but getting a mar- getting married, kind of puts the brakes on your, <laughs> your beer drinking. Yeah, unless you marry an alcoholic, <laughs> <laughs> in which case, salut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, that, so like the total now is a lot less. I, I forgot to write that down, but it's like, uh, the total beer consumption now is like a fifth of that or something like that. Oh, yeah. That sounds more manageable, but beer still ranks the number three beverage in the world behind water, water, milk, tea. Tea, really? Water, tea, and then beer is the... like. But, okay, but tea is really just boiled water with anything in it. Yeah, pretty much. So, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah tea, tea's a very broad... Yeah, thing. Like, I, I think that what puts it over the top is, like, you got... Uh, I mean, like, like, you're not, like, Lipton isn't just kicking ass on beer. No, yeah. it's like all of Asia drinks tea, you know, so... Well, like, all of, like, England is, like... Yeah, you so know. you got this, this huge swath of population that drinks tea. Yeah, I like tea. Tea's great. Yeah, tea's great. I don't like sweet tea. Really? No. Nah, I like I always order my tea half and half. The uh half sweet, half and sweet. I don't I my dad always used to do sun tea. Yeah. When I was growing up. So like I got used to that I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a fucking Bojangles in oh, North yeah. Carolina and I saw these people making sweet tea and they poured like fucking five gallons of liquid sugar in it. Oh yeah. And I was like no. I like, used to drink sweet tea, but in in the South, I know this. That's a almost. I'm saying blasphemy here, but the sweet tea is too sweet. It's obscene. Like yeah. this is why people have diabetes and no fucking teeth down here. Yeah, I mean, I love a good sweet tea, but my sweet tea is a lot less sweet than what they call it here. Some people down here, man, yeah. they fucking live on that shit. No offense, guys, it's just not my shit. So this says I had the the, the U.S creates 6.2 billion gallons of beer in the u.s every year that's a a fucking ton that is a lot of god damn yeah (laughs) are we so which country total volume drinks the most beer and then which country per capita drinks the most beer 
That would be interesting to find I, out. I don't know. I think probably by volume, uh, the U.S. probably does. But I, per I capita, would agree with that. But per capita, I bet we're not. No, I think it's probably some European country probably that does. I, I figure it's probably Germany. Germany, or, England, maybe. Canada. Can, Canadians drink a lot. Canadians drink a lot, and there's not a lot of Canadians. That's true. We found out at Trivia last night. That Canada had their very first million migrant year last year. Yeah, we get that once a week here. (laughs) (laughs) Come on in. Yeah, Uh, the door's open. We'll leave the light on for you. (laughs) Yeah, fucking a man. Oh, so man, it's it's a uh, that's all my facts that I have written down. So it's it was good ones for a for a relatively light subject that was a lot of good facts i mean it i'm impressed with and when you start digging into it there's just so much it just builds and builds like man beer has contributed a lot (laughs) can i say that word again contributed there we go (laughs) (laughs) it's contributed to travis's inability uh, (laughs) i've had a few beers (laughs) i uh yeah, beer, this is interesting, man. It really is. It's cool to to, to see historically uh, things that seemed insignificant at the time that have just ballooned the fuck up. Yeah, that's right. It, it's crazy just how much it seems like it has influenced every aspect between just writing and math and, and how many kids were, how many kids were made because of it. That's right. It <laughs> populate. No, no, for real, you got the population explosions of, of people surviving illnesses because of the medical research. Then yeah. you've got making babies from getting getting drunk with your <laughs> ex. Blackout drunk, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you got... Now that's why there's 7 billion people or 8 billion people on the earth now is because of beer. <laughs> yeah, so pros and cons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Yeah. It, it's crazy that... When you look at that, how much stuff has it has had its influence in? Yeah, a lot of history is rooted in alcohol. That's right, and it gives them people the inspiration to to build new machines or new products or branch out to new. I things. tell you, beer has given me some ideas over the That's years. That's right. I, I once lifted a 1980 Trans Am with three of my friends on a drunken bet. <laughs> And I lost a thousand dollars. Holy shit! I didn't think we could do it, and we did. <laughs> My buddy was cool though. He never cashed the check. He wrote <laughs> "void" on it and framed that shit. Oh heck yeah! Yeah. So he, you, he, you bet you, you bet that you couldn't do it. Yeah, I didn't think there was any way in hell wow. that we would lift that car up. <laughs> it was a 1980 Trans Am with like a three quarters full gas tank. Oh, wow. And we lifted it up. <laughs> Four of us. Four. I was blown away. <laughs> it's like a heavy car. Yeah. Well, you had the you had the beer strength in you. Yeah. <laughs> I did a lot of dumb shit because of beer over the years. Heck, yeah. So that's the thing. It's 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 uh, contributed to... Uh, there's that word again. Tr- contributed. But you got it this I time. I got it this Home time. run. Home run. The, to some of the best innovations ever. And then... There's been some some mistakes along the way though there too. So More of take, attrition. Yeah, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta take the good with the bad. <laughs> That's right. Huh. Well, hey guys, we uh, genuinely appreciate you uh, watching us, listening to us. 
if you don't mind, uh, look down, hit like, hit subscribe, uh, help us out, uh, tell a friend. Uh, again, we're always looking for topics, so right. leave a comment. Uh, hit us up on on Instagram or whatever other. Yeah, wherever you're thing. watching us from, yeah, or listening uh, from, yeah. Shoot us with a with a private message. You know, we read those too. Yeah, time to time. So, uh, anything you want to want us to cover, we'll cover it to the best of our abilities, the best of our drunken abilities. Yep. But yeah, we we appreciate the feedback. Uh, this was an episode that was voted on. That was one of the people one people wanted to see us do. So we're glad to do it, and we're we had fun doing it. Yeah, guys, thank you for the feedback on that too. By the way, we appreciate the votes. That's right. So wherever you're watching us from or listening from. Hit that subscribe button. Also, uh, don't drink and drive. Uh, be safe. Have a plan. That's right. There's plenty of uh, rideshare places or taxis or whatever. Make sure you uh, call ahead, make a plan ahead of time, and get a ride, safe ride home. Yep. So until next time, we will see you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it again. Uh... So we appreciate you joining us, and then next time, or fuck, <laughs> we appreciate you joining us, and then hopefully you'll join us next time on uh, our drunken history. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.